0: The world is changed I feel it in the water Much that once was Is lost
1: For none now live Who remember it Chapter one One to rule them all (laughs) A history lesson (laughs) What are we doing? This Welcome, everyone. This is Spoilers. Uh, we're going to do this crazy deep dive into Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, we're really pumped about it. I'm really pumped about it. Uh, before we get into too much of what that's going to look like and be, I wanted to just say, Brett, you are one of my closest friends in real life. And, and I know mm-hmm. that Lord of the Rings runs deep for both of us.
2: Yeah. My dad is like always been really into it. He re- rereads it all the time. He re-listens to it on audiobook. He doesn't like the movies because he can't separate the two. Whoa. So, I mean, I know some people are like that, and yeah, I just grew up. I read the books in seventh grade. I, I've been reading stuff like all week, deep diving. I'm just, I'm pumped to do this. It's going to be really fun. So,
1: were you born into the world with some LOTR knowledge in your R DNA? Maybe even.
2: I, I think so. <laughs> uh, I would, I would say definitely, just a little bit um, on my dad's side.
1: And Pappy, creator of Spoilers, introduce yourself, and can you tell us all what we're maybe in for as we start recording Fellowship tonight?
0: Yeah, this is Pappy. I don't know if I was the creator of Spoilers. A lot of us came together and had the same idea, but... We've done multiple movies in one episode before. We've had a couple of great collections, like Brett and I did every Best Picture, Stevie, uh, Pixie Bomber, and myself did every Disney movie. But this time, I'm gonna do multiple episodes on one movie. So, gonna kick off 2020 with something different. But don't worry, all of your favorite spoiler episodes and movie review episodes aren't going away. It's just something, something to mix it up, keep it spicy.
1: It has been a while since we've. Re- we've recorded the movie game thread, but we're going to continue on with that, right? Turner and Hooch is coming soon. Don't, don't. Worry. <laughs> and that laugh Last you heard there is Stevie, Stevie. You're actually going to be in charge of episode two that we're going to record right after. This. I am. Uh, I think you've probably watched about 20 hours of Lord of the Rings this week, catching up on the director's commentary and the actor's commentary. Are you doing okay? Are you in a good headspace for all this? I'm in a
3: really good headspace. Um, Like, I've never read any of the books, and I think it's probably a good thing. Uh, I just love these movies. I think it represents all of what, like, quote-unquote movie magic is. Like, when you listen through these commentaries and go through, like, behind the scenes, there was so many years of work of just preparation for these films that when it comes to life, it's just an absolute joy to watch.
1: Agreed. And Mikey, you're a little bit of a wild card for me. I don't know what you think about these films, but knowing that you're a fan of what Stevie just mentioned and the practical effects, I got to assume that you at least appreciate them. Uh, definitely. Um,
4: I said earlier uh, that I had watched like an hour of this extended cut because we're we're chopping it up into a couple episodes here. But a- after that first hour, I was like, I should just watch all four hours of this right now and just (laughs) just because i was enjoying it so much uh i i i've probably seen all three movies probably like four or five times so i've seen it a lot but i haven't watched it for a couple years and just going back and watching it today i was like wow this still looks really really good yeah
2: you you know it's good if mikey likes it because he's said before that no good movies are longer than two and a half hours, so:
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mikey has time for Lord of the Rings, but not least, but last, Corey. What I always remember about you in this movie is that you told me once that with your other podcasts that you were really apprehensive about ever covering this movie and trying to do it justice, so are you, are you nervous right now? <laughs> <laughs>
5: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about with Lord of the Rings, because not only do we have these great and really long movies, there's so much lore in the universe, it it did so much for fantasy in general, and there's, uh, I mean, there's books, there's books about the books, there's whole languages, I mean, there's just, I mean, there's really so much to cover, but as far as, like, how I feel about it, I really do love Lord of the Rings, Uh, The books and the movies, though I do like the movies more, it's, uh, it's
1: just classic fantasy. I love it. So, again, this is Josh. I'm recording out of Goshen. And like I said earlier, I have the first chapter, and it's basically the history lesson of Middle Earth and of the Ring itself, which I hope we get into some Ring lore later because the Ring really confuses me. I think that there might be nanotechnology involved, but <laughs> let's talk about that in future episodes. Uh, what I want to get into here, to hear though is just this intro and this exposition dump. Um, Stevie, you like movies with exposition dumps that are like text on screen, maybe like Legend. So I do. Peter Jackson doesn't use any text here. Can you describe just the style of this first like seven minutes of the movie in the extended edition? That is. In the extended
3: edition, so when they originally shot this, um, the movie was going to begin in the Shire. And when he went back to the studios and gave them all the footage, they said, no, 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 no. We need we need a prologue like now. And so they were shooting this while he was editing the movie. And um, really, it's about kind of the lore of the ring itself and the Lord of the Rings really is Sauron. Yes. And now he was the great
1: deceiver but or Frodo. What's
3: that yeah, it's way before Frodo. It's this is like
1: no or Frodo I said. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's arguable.
3: It's,
2: nah, no, it's it's Sauron's really the Lord of the Rings, dude.
1: <laughs> he is the yeah, Lord of the he, Rings. I mean, he
2: wrote about it and everything.
3: Yeah. And so um yeah, it's way before this and how it was the great ring and how, you know, you have this giant battle to, you know, with Sauron, and it looks like a bunch of elves and Elrond. And also you have Cate Blanchett, who we haven't seen yet, probably went for another two hours, narrating all of this. Which I love. She's great at it. Mass chaos, mass pandemonium. You don't know who's <laughs> fighting who, who are the good guys, who are the bad guys. But
5: um, Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> that's a really good, broad overview. Mass hysteria. But
1: I, I would just point out, at the very beginning, it's merely speech over black video. And then mm-hmm. Pappy, almost similar to what we saw in Frozen 2 with Elsa on a black background. There are these sure. shots of the elves and the dwarves and men with just like a blank background. Like, Did you appreciate that on a rewatch? No, I, I loved it on the rewatch and I loved
0: it on the first time too. And I, And I think that what's really significant about this opening montage is... This is was make or break for the whole fantasy genre in a lot of ways. Like almost if this opening montage doesn't go well, you could draw a dotted line and say there's no Game of Thrones, which may have been for better or worse. But it, it was like everyone's kind of first foray and like if he, if it doesn't explain dwarves and elves and this mystical ring well, like <laughs> people are gonna check out right away. So especially on this rewatch, I, I it brought back a lot of warm nostalgia of watching it for the yeah. first time.
4: Yeah. Uh, I gotta say, having not seen it for a while, uh, I was really kind of concerned. I forgot how it started. So I was like, kind of concerned, like, Oh, I don't really remember any context. And that first 10 minutes, it really kind of explains it all. It's really, really good at what it does. And you immediately know how powerful this ring is and who was in control of it. And, uh, it takes you to the time of Frodo after that. It's a really good, uh, intro
1: i have in my notes that i just felt like the information was organized in a very clean and effective way Mm -hmm. and it's just uh informative without being overly confusing or complex like we've seen Mm -hmm. in a lot of other movies i think and it somehow avoids the cheese too i'd like to toss it open to the group like how do you think it even does that (laughs)
2: First of all, I'd say there was like no, like to speak on your point, there were no wasted words. Like they yeah. they used as small of amount of words as possible to tell you everything you needed to know so it doesn't get sloppy. And I think you're dead on with that. Just uh, But I think really yeah, with efficient. You, there's no cheese. Yeah, f- efficient mm-hmm. is a perfect word.
0: And it's also hard to undersell like how that opening battle. I- I'm not as versed in-, in the lore as you guys. Does that battle have a name? anything that they show uh,
5: the last yeah. alliance of men and elves i think as they refer to it mm-hmm.
0: like that the use of cg like i said at that point in time was unprecedented to create an army like that and it looks it looks incredible and i know that opening shot where like the orcs are rushing all the elves and the elves like kind of raise their whatever it is bow staff like across the line as they like break on the on the front line like it looked it looked good in a, and i think it still looks really good actually i
2: i have a question for the uh the camera people or whatever there's one scene that always sticks out to me it's really uh subtle i'm sure everyone probably noticed it but when Elrond's uh ordering the arrows to be shot and they all shoot and then one flips by his head and his hair flips does anybody know what i'm talking about oh yeah yeah is that is that special is that special effects is that practical i mean it looks amazing that's
1: special effects
2: how did they get us? I mean, I guess it would be easy, but it's just the such an awesome detail. That's
1: why it's so shocking to me that these are – this intro is some sort of tacked on thing like Stevie was saying earlier. Well,
3: yeah, so it was kind of crazy. Initially, it was going to be a two-minute expedition um, exposition dump when um, Gandalf is telling Frodo about the ring. They were going to cut to this. It was only going to be two minutes. And yeah, then they're they they like, that. no, that doesn't work at all. And so they're going to put it in the beginning of the film, and they only had two and a half minutes. And Peter Jackson fought like hell, and he said, If I'm going to do this, I want to go back to what captivated me as a child. And they were James Bond movies. Every James Bond movie starts off with a massive action sequence. And he goes, Mm -hmm. If I'm going to bring this giant world, you know, if I'm going to bring, you know, broad people that haven't read these books into this giant world, I need to suck them in right away. And the only way I know how to do that is with the giant action sequence.
4: Like Indiana Jones. Like the Gladiator. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like Drive. Yeah. Indeed. A lot of good movies do that, huh? I see. Like Los Angeles, Get it? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Ice Pirates. <laughs> we already did Swords and Shields episode. we got to get that out of the way. So uh, I, I think kind of another thing that's interesting to me here is that Sauron, his whole master plan here, going to, back to the very beginning, is it gives like the elves? I think five rings. The dwarves seven. Three. Please continue to correct me. I don't want to hurt any. Nerd I'm, not about to be. Be, I'm not trying to be a dick. Three, three for the elves. How many dwarves? I think seven. How many men
0: seven to the dwarf lords?
2: Nine.
1: Okay, and to the men who desire above all else power.
2: He knew they'd be the easiest to corrupt. He corrupted
1: them first. It's interesting that what he imbued, the biggest thing he imbued into these rings is the power to govern their people.
0: Nine rings were gifted to the race of men who above all else desire power. For within these rings was bound the strength and will to govern each race.
1: But they were all of them deceived. And Pappy did you hear that at all like what does that mean to you I mean I've never understood what the role of the other
0: rings were like I know that's what turns the the men into Nazgul's right it's like those are the Uh,
2: eventually yeah it's like the long con
0: yeah but I I don't know like I'm not
4: I love Lord of the Rings is it supposed to be evil right off the bat are they are these original nine guys gonna use it just to control people in the first place was
1: that the plan? I think it's like nine Boromirs, basically.
2: He, he eventually corrupts like all the kings and all of their people. So, uh, I mean, they were really easy, and he knew they'd be easy mm-hmm. because, like, the, like Josh was kind of joking about earlier. They, you know, they want power, and the, he knew they'd be the easiest to corrupt. And uh, <sighs> the other ones didn't really work as well as he would have hoped. But it kind of. Saran's so
0: uh, like, "Hey guys, friendship bracelets." <laughs> <laughs> No, Josh. To your question, though, like I've never understood like what the function of those rings would be. Like the main ring, it's like immortality and invisibility. Are those the extent of its powers?
2: I don't. I don't. First of all, it doesn't like. It's not designed to make Sauron invisible. Right. He's a uh, like a shapeshifter, and he's extremely powerful. He's like a sorcerer. So it just. I don't know why it affects the other people that way, but the dwarves just ended up going in there. Mines and all they cared about was gold. And the elves, at the last minute, found out what was going on, and the the rings held no power over them.
5: I always thought that like the one ring gave powers in different ways to whoever had it. Like in the Lord of the Rings universe, there's like kind of like varying degrees of powerful people. There's like Gandalf, who's really powerful. He's a wizard, obviously, and there's Sauron, and then there's like little people like hobbits. To them, I think it just makes them invisible, but. I don't know. I think if you gave it to Gandalf, he'd be able to do a lot more with it, or like yeah, Ladril, someone like that. Don't tempt him. Yeah, but him. they're all ter- they're all terrified of it, though.
1: I think they might be able to do some good with it for a while, but like the yeah. whole point of the yeah. ring is like eventually it's gonna corrupt you, and then it's going to make you the evilest. So maybe Gandalf would just be the new Sauron host, well, kind of. That was
2: that was Saruman's plan. He was uh, right. he was gonna try to double cross Sauron in the end. Hmm. So, yeah, I I know I'm getting a little too deep into the books, but.
3: Christopher Lee even said that.
1: Yeah, he he delves out these rings. Stuff starts going south for the entire planet, which is called Middle Earth. I don't know why. It's the second age of Middle (laughs) Earth right now. Whatever. But there's a huge battle. It's like the battle end all battles. Mikey. Stevie kind of gave us a brief overview of it, but can you remember kind of the oh, yeah. main characters here involved in this hugely important battle for Middle-earth?
4: Uh, no, I, I don't really know the names. The names are so <laughs> crazy in this, <laughs> this <laughs> franchise. Uh, King of Gondor, is that what I'm seeing here? Or?
1: Exact names aside like what's kind of the point of the happenings at the battle what goes down
2: yeah the battle of the gorlad
4: so we have the humans versus uh sauron and sauron is just tearing everybody up he looks unstoppable he's like twice as big as everybody and like kylo said he's like a wizard right he's Brett is is he not a wizard he's
2: he's not a wizard but uh they're they're called the Meyer Uh, it's the same thing as uh, Gandalf um there's just different he's like the most powerful Maya like Maya singular and uh yeah they're different but they're the same subspecies of people he's really powerful yes he's he's been around for a long time
4: yeah the 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 humans are really on their last bet here and uh and elves. The king of the humans—I I, I, don't—I don't know his name. Sorry, uh, but he gets tossed. <laughs> he gets tossed against a rock, and he's kind of down for the count. And his son goes for his sword, and while he's going for the sword, Saruman steps on it and snaps it. And at that same time, the king's son slices off his ring finger, and that defeats Sauron. And it's a pretty epic moment. Uh, <laughs> And in that moment, he notices the ring on his severed finger, on that severed Sauron finger, and he kind of picks it up, and he, does he, like, immediately hide it because he knows that it's powerful, or
1: does he kind of... They come back to it I want to toss it to Corey here, though, with Isildur, son of Elendor, getting kind of this lucky strike against Sauron here. Is there any, like, takeaways or things that you meditate on in this moment, because... Like, these characters are all deep in the Selmarillion and all of that. Like, they have their own motivations that we know about. But as far as, like, this man and this kind of, like, origin story, are there any other takeaways you have from this moment?
5: Uh, I mean, not really. The one thing that I think about when I see this is, like, it was like a stroke of luck that they even made it through this battle. Mm -hmm. Like, he just (laughs) so happened to be cutting his hand at the right moment and got that ring off man otherwise it would have been totally screwed i mean he was just taking everyone out he's like a like a video game like the final boss kind of guy i love that
4: part i love that so much he's like the hulk he's throwing people
5: when he comes out with that mace
2: and just starts smoking people i love that it looks so amazing
1: it's like when your brother is hundred level 100 in Gauntlet Legends and you're still, like, a two. <laughs> and everyone's a your, two. I'll
5: take your word for it. <laughs> Jordan's not here to defend himself.
4: I love the character design of, like, Sauron and the Ring Raids. I think mm-hmm. those are some of, like, the coolest-looking characters. And
2: they have didn't have him. a lot to go on. Like, uh, Tolkien never really described him that well in that form. So it's a lot of that is... Uh, Peter Jackson and stuff. I mean, they talk yeah. about how tall he is and stuff, but not really a lot of description outside of Silmarillion when he was younger and, you know, could shapeshift into whatever he wanted.
5: Back when he was Tom Riddle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. God,
2: that's another thing I love.
1: So Isildur cuts the ring off in a lucky strike, like Corey said. And Stevie, this is where I think the... It almost reminds me of a biblical story or, like, the story of Adam or something. But Isildur uh, just doesn't do the right thing here once he gets the ring, does he? No.
3: No, he does not. Otherwise, he wouldn't have a movie. So we all saw that coming. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's in the fires of Mount Doom, just standing on a ledge, camera's all shaky. Agent Smith is screaming at him to throw it in the fire. (laughs) And... uh, he just throws on this awesome smirk. No. I love that smile so much. By the
2: way, unless this actually happens in the extended version, this doesn't you don't find this out until much later in the movie. So,
1: but that is what happened True. directly after the battle. So, Stevie he he makes the smirk and puts the precious in its pocket. Um I love and it. And I think this happened no. maybe years or months later in the book, but again, it doesn't turn out so well for him, right?
3: No, nah, he's just riding a horse around what looks like a pretty, you know, fairly kept state park, and uh, he gets, <laughs> Oxbow uh... Park. He, yeah, it looks like he's just, like, riding a horse around Oxbow Park in the morning. he gets, Yeah, he gets, like, quadruple arrowed in the back, and it's awesome. And this is where we really kick off uh, parts of The Hobbit where yeah. it goes in the water, you know, it's going down further and further, hits a few rocks. And then I imagine this is years upon years later when Smeagol, uh, while he's still a part sociopath, finds it, right? Deagle. It's not like he finds it right when it hits his, the wall. like
1: brother. Yeah, his brother or companion, Deagle, finds it. They're best it. friends,
2: yeah. But it's Smeagol's birthday, so he wants it, and Deagle won't give it to him, so Smeagol murders him. <laughs>
3: Oh, the fun adventures of Deagle and Smeagol. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they had a sitcom for a while. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that'd be a great sitcom.
4: I like how uh, Isildur almost has a choice to, like, he can let the ring go and maybe survive, but he chooses to go after it and it ends up killing him. I feel like that's kind of, like, everybody's uh, end plan with whoever owns this ring is, like, they don't know it yet, but this thing is going to kill them.
3: Oh, yeah. What Tolkien's trying to tell you is
1: don't follow your dreams, otherwise you'll die.
4: <laughs> Never get married. That's the real meaning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like Stevie was just saying, it goes from a to a river, then Deagle gets it, um, and then eventually Smeagol, and then Smeagol loses it, and then we have the Adventures of the Hobbit. In which.
3: How awesome was that shot where he's like in the cave, perched up on the rock, and there's just that single light coming through? (laughs) Oh, it's great. Yeah, his eyes are like glowing and stuff. Oh,
0: fantastic. And with how
1: rare Gollum is in this movie, it's especially just like you crave the Gollum at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I think one of. Like, we go over all this huge, broad history, but I still go back to the moment with Isildur, and I think ultimately what the Fellowship of the Ring has going for it over the other movies is that it has all these many character studies and shows all these first encounters with people with Mm -hmm. the ring or beings with the ring, I should say. And Pappy, Isildur clearly fails his test here and (laughs) takes the greedy route. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? Did you like how they went through the characters kind of one by one with this test? Yeah,
0: and I mean, even kind of going back to Bilbo having it. Like, I remember when I read The Hobbit. This was actually my first exposure to Lord of the Rings, and and I reading The Hobbit, you don't get the sense that the ring is as important as it ends up right. being, literally like the key to the whole universe. So like, that was like really surprising to me to to learn to watch this for the first time. But yeah, from from Bilbo like acting all crazy, like one of the scariest parts of the whole movie, to the way Aragorn handles it versus Boromir. It's a really good litmus test for how we should feel about each of the characters.
1: Agreed. I just wanted to close this pod out before we get to a quick trivia with, did anyone want to mention anything about the Hobbit movies? All right, let's get to trivia. (laughs) 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 I was really waiting for that. So what's going to be weird about this series of Fellowship chapters that we're releasing is that I will still do the trivia for all of them, So that I can name one of you in the very last episode, the Lord of the Lord of the Rings. So, great. Uh, You don't get anything besides the title, but you can put it on your resume. That's all I need. Put it on LinkedIn. (laughs) There's no kind of punishment movie stakes?
0: Is there going to be a a least Lord of the Rings?
1: How about... We have to host The Hobbit? Hobbit. Yeah, Yeah. the third third (laughs) Hobbit movie. (laughs) Ugh. We can maybe decide on the punishment later, but right now, at least in my mind, just being Lord of the Lord of the Rings should be enough. So it's an honor. Yeah. So we're playing to be Sauron. Alright, yeah, that's do it. pretty good. Okay, I'm gonna ask you this first question, and I'm just gonna say whoever's closest to me geographically goes first, and the further out we get goes last for this first nice. round. And <laughs> Listen carefully to the following sentence. More than blank extras were cast in the epic Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring. So my question is, what is that blank? More than blank extras were cast in this movie. Uh, I got to think that Stevie, you you and Mikey can argue about it, but I'm pretty sure you're first.
3: No, Mikey is. Really? Yeah. Dude, I'm in bed now right. Far, Daxed. far away.
4: Daxed. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go first. Uh, I'll say. Uh, Ten thousand. I don't even know. That sounds like a crazy number for a movie. <laughs> that was
2: gonna be my guess.
4: <laughs> Stevie, you're up. Uh, just in the
3: fellowship. Yep. Uh, I'll say eighteen. Thousand, thousand, thousand,
2: <laughs> a thousand. <laughs> Brett, you're. Is up. it me?
1: Yep.
2: Oh man, I will say one thousand.
0: Pappy, we talking about all extras or just white extras? Because it's the exact same number. Jeez. I'll go <laughs> a thousand and
1: one extras. Oh. And Corey Kylo. First of all, what would you prefer us call you on this podcast? Second of all, what is oh, your answer? Corey. <laughs> Corey, the
5: intern. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> I love the intern. Oh, my.
1: Uh, I'm going to say 2,000. Okay. And the correct answer is 20,000. Oh, Holy shit. You guys
3: really should listen to director's commentary.
1: <laughs> Here's what we're going to do with this. <laughs> That's mind-boggling. Um, I have a track meet type scoring for this, so it's not just like Stevie wins and everyone else loses. Stevie, you get three points. Okay, Mario Kart score. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mikey. Call it what it is, Mikey, Josh. you get two points. Corey, you get one point. Pappy, you get zero points. And Brett, you get negative one. And <laughs> one additional rule. Stevie, you are now in the lead. So you are the ring bearer what's up you have to choose a fellow spoiler man to take negative one point very political I
5: could carry it for a while (laughs) 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 keep it secret
3: share the load
0: (laughs) Uh, I can carry you
3: i think brett's gonna be competition so
1: give him another negative all right so brett goes down to negative two commanding always knew you hated me (laughs) no that's not a pure just gamesmanship (laughs) all right so we're gonna end this recording and we're gonna record another episode right after this so we gotta go but thank you for sticking with us through the first chapter of the fellowship of the ring first episode of 2020 that was spoilers Our email is podcastspoilers at
4: gmail.com. Now you can check us out on
5: Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts.
2: Wow, I, I just think it's like an absolute masterpiece. I think it's so good.
0: Oh, the greatest film
2: you ever made. Oh, easily.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, I guess. I know Toy Story was rated higher, but it's no longer a trilogy.
0: Well, the, Ooh, Hobbit, the Hobbit movie should probably count, because they have the same No, they don't. They characters. were never made. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Another, another. Start off the year right, boys. Meat's back on the menu.
5: <laughs>
4: Three, two, one, go. That, that was Spoilers. spoilers.